Section 16. The Regimentation of the Unemployed. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Tom Hirsch. When we have got the homeless, penniless tramp washed, and housed, and fed at the shelter, and have secured him the means of earning his fourpence by chopping firewood, or making mats, or cobbling the shoes of his fellow laborers at the factory, we have next to seriously address ourselves to the problem of how to help him to get back into the regular ranks of industry. The shelter and the factory are but stepping-stones which have this advantage. They give us time to look round and to see what there is in a man and what we can make of him. The first and most obvious thing to do is to ascertain whether there is any demand in the regular market for the labor which is thus thrown upon our hands. In order to ascertain this, I have already established a labor bureau, the operations of which I shall at once largely extend, at which employers can register their needs and workmen can register their names and the kind of work they can do. At present there is no labor exchange in existence in this country. The columns of the daily newspaper are the only substitute for this much-needed register. It is one of the many painful consequences arising from the overgrowth of cities. In a village where everybody knows everybody else, this necessity does not exist. If a farmer wants a couple of extra men for mowing or some more women for binding at harvest time, he runs over in his mind the names of every available person in the parish. Even in a small town there is little difficulty in knowing who wants employment. But in the cities this knowledge is not available. Hence we constantly hear of persons who would be very glad to employ labor for odd jobs in an occasional stress of work, while at the same time hundreds of persons are starving for want of work at another end of the town. To meet this evil, the laws of supply and demand have created the sweating middlemen, who farm out the unfortunates and charge so heavy a commission for their share that the poor wretches who do the work receive hardly enough to keep body and soul together. I propose to change all this by establishing registers which will enable us to lay our hands at a moment's notice upon all the unemployed men in the district in any particular trade. In this way we should become the universal intermediary between those who have no employment and those who want workmen. In this we do not propose to supersede or interfere with the regular trade unions. Where unions exist we should place ourselves in every case in communication with their officials. But the most helpless mass of misery is to be found among the unorganized laborers who have no union, and who are, therefore, the natural prey of the middleman. Take, for instance, one of the most wretched classes of the community, the poor fellows who perambulate the streets as sandwich men. These are farmed out by certain firms, if you wish to send fifty or a hundred men through London carrying boards announcing the excellence of your goods, you go to an advertising firm who will undertake to supply you with as many sandwich men as you want for two shillings or half a crown a day. The men are forthcoming. 
your goods are advertised, you pay your money. But how much of that goes to the men? About one shilling, or one shilling and threepence. The rest goes to the middleman. I propose to supersede this middleman by forming a cooperative association of sandwichmen. At every shelter there would be a sandwich brigade, ready in any numbers when wanted. The cost of registration and organization, which the men would gladly pay, need not certainly amount to more than a penny in the shilling. All that is needed is to establish a trustworthy and disinterested center round which the unemployed can group themselves, and which will form the nucleus of a great cooperative self-helping association. The advantages of such a bureau are obvious, but in this also I do not speak from theory. I have behind me the experience of seven months of labor both in England and Australia. In London we have a registration office in Upper Thames Street, where the unemployed come every morning in droves to register their names and to see whether they can obtain situations. In Australia, I see, it was stated in the House of Assembly that our officers had been instrumental in finding situations for no less than 132 out-of-works in a few days. Here in London we have succeeded in obtaining employment for a great number although, of course, it is beyond our power to help all those who apply. We have sent haymakers down to the country, and there is every reason to believe that when our organization is better known, and in more extended operation, we shall have a great labor exchange between town and country, so that when there is a scarcity in one place and congestion in another, there will be information immediately sent so that the surplus labor can be drafted into those districts where labor is wanted. For instance, in the harvest seasons, with changeable weather, it is quite a common occurrence for the crops to be seriously damaged for want of laborers, while at the same time there will be thousands wandering about in the big towns and cities seeking work but finding no one to hire them. Extend the system all over the world, and make it not only applicable to the transfer of workers between the towns and the provinces, but between country and country, and it is impossible to exaggerate the enormous advantages which would result. The officer in charge of our experimental labor bureau sends me the following notes as to what has already been done through the agency of the Upper Thames Street Office. Salvation Army Social Reform Wing Labor Bureau Bureau opened June 16, 1890. The following are particulars of transactions up to September 26, 1890. Applications for Employment Men, 2,462 Women, 208 Total, 2,670 Applications from employers for men, 128, women, 59, total, 187. Sent to work, men, 301, women, 68, total, 369. Permanent situations, 146. Temporary employment, boardmen, cleaners, etc., etc., 223. 
sent to workshop in Hanbury Street, 165. End of section 16. Recording by Tom Hirsch.